It's good to be back. Welcome home. All right, we have a few new faces around here. I don't know how many yet. We'll get the final count, but close to a thousand new freshmen. So if you are a new freshman, stand up and let us welcome you to Cedarville University. It's good to have all of you. By the way, we make that much noise when we sing too, and when we in the middle of sermons, it's fine. We're, this is, you, it's not your church where you have to keep your hands down and, and you have to be quiet. You, you can clap, you can cheer. We, if you cheer more for an Ohio State game football game than you do for Jesus coming back again, we got. Okay, okay. Or Michigan, I, or any of them. Like, all right, any, name your team, especially if you cheer for the Browns more than you cheer for Jesus. Then we got, <laughs> sorry, all right. Hey, we've got a lot of returning students too, and some of them didn't get to experience this last year. So, sophomores in the house, stand up. Good to see you all. You know what? I saw more sophomores with Bibles in their hands. Well done. Well, I, I like it. You get the gold star on the, no, whatever. All right, we've got juniors around here somewhere too. Juniors, stand up. All right, let's get to welcome everybody back. Oh, am I, am I forgetting somebody? Graduate students. Graduate students. <laughs> I will do that just for you, Dan. All right. But first, we do have some seniors in the room. Seniors, would you stand up? A lot of seniors in the balcony. I'm not sure what that says, but <laughs> maybe the freshmen were more excited. They got down here early. I don't know. All right. We also have some fifth year seniors and some transfer students and some graduate students in the house. So would all three of you groups stand up and let us welcome you back as well. This is actually a picture of that freshman class. Look at that, that's a lot of people.
I, I don't know what the commotion is. Are you trying to find yourself in that image? Like, it's online. You can blow it up and look at it. You know what I think the commotion is? You know what I think we need to do? Is we don't have a picture like this with the sophomore class. So I want a photo of the sophomore class. Are you, are you guys agreeable to that? So we're gonna have to figure out how we can get the maximum number of sophomores to show up in the circle at whatever time. I'm not smart enough to figure all that out. So somebody out here, help me out. Uh, I, I don't know whether it's the sophomore class leadership or whether it's somebody else that's gonna organize this and get this thing done. But I, I need a selfie from the roof of the student center with the sophomore class and we need to have that photo so we can put it up in the basement of the SSC, the bottom level of the SSC, your senior year. So, I think I heard we will. Who said that? You got it? Are you, are you sophomore class? You organizing this for us? All right, get. You heard it here first. All right, I don't know when. We'll make an announcement. All right, did you guys have fun this summer? So this summer we did family camp. We had a blast with family camp. We also went scuba diving. There's a picture of joy in me scuba diving, a nice peaceful experience under the water. With the exception of that guy. Yeah. Do you, you wanna see more of that guy? All right, let, yeah, let's, we, we've got a video, because we took video underwater. And so here is the video of us getting our picture made. Nice family portrait. And then there come the bad guys. There's me again. There's more bad guys. It's like, what's going on? If you noticed, I had my secondary reg in my hand because they were so close, I stuck out a fin for it to bite the plastic off the fin and then I was gonna spray it with air and then punch it in the eye because somebody somewhere said that was a good idea. And, you know, down there, it's you just do what you have to do, right? Because you can't yell at them because if you yell at them, you take out your oxygen and you die. So that's not a good plan. I didn't like this guy, he got too close. But this guy actually didn't get as close as the next guy guy. This is, not, this is one dive. There's an entirely different dive that I've got coming up here too. Do y'all wanna see the other dive? All right. Look at this guy. He's got a bunch of fish swimming with him. I don't know whether that's smart or not because if he got really hungry, he could just turn around and eat them. Or maybe they're telling him to go away. It's their territory. I don't know. But this was the scary one. I don't, I don't remember what kind of shark this was, but this one was, it got way too close. Like this close. Yeah. All right. It, <laughs> it's 15 minutes worth of video, but yeah. Speaking of sharks and bad things, COVID. All right, so we gotta talk about it for just a minute. <laughs> I, 
I hope you're cheering for the no mask or distancing and not for COVID, right? I mean, that's what I'm picking up on there. So yeah, so no mask, no social distancing. Vaccines are a personal decision for students and employees. We're not gonna mandate any of that. Chapel, you're looking at it. If you're uncomfortable with this, you're welcome to wear a mask. Nobody's gonna judge. You're welcome to move across. Well, somebody might judge, but you're not supposed to because that's not bearing burdens well. Uh, we also have the recital hall over here as well. If you want a less crowded environment, you're welcome to take, uh, take advantage of that opportunity as well. And if you're not into like big crowds yet, you know, easing back into this because you've been six feet apart, then you've got your grab and go stations where you can grab food, you can kind of keep distant. Uh, from what I've seen this weekend with most of you, you're not worried about six feet of space. You, you might not be worried about six inches of space. It's okay too. It's a personal preference, personal decision. Uh, you can make that as you choose to. Uh, if you are a confirmed case, we do still have isolation. Now, I do need to squash one rumor. Somebody said we tore all of faith down. We did not. Uh, we only tore the back half of faith down. So the back half of faith, for those of you that don't know, where Army Barracks brought in in 1958 that had a 15-year life expectancy, that ended the year I was born. <laughs> we used them well past their warranty date. And so we took those down. The front half of faith got a new roof put on it. It got new uh, ventilation and new air conditioning and heating system put in. And so it's ready for isolation. Should we need to use it? I hope we don't have to use it very often, but should we need to use it? It's there. You'll have meals delivered. You have access to classes. Uh, should you need to do that? You can also go home and isolate if you would prefer to do that. If you are exposed, then we're going to do quarantine. Remaining in your room, you'll get instructions by UMS. Meals at a central location. So you'll wear a mask, you'll go pick up your meals. We're not going to do the delivery system this year unless we determine that we need to later on. Uh, and then you can be released with a rapid test on day five. Uh, vaccinated students do not have to quarantine or if you've had COVID within the right amount of time frame. So, all right, moving on. If you have questions, if you need a test, you can go to UMS. But if you have other medications, I also want you to know that we operate a pharmacy right downtown. Cedar Care Pharmacy, Justin Kobe is the director of Cedar Care Pharmacy. And so you can go down there and get all of your pharmaceutical needs all of your legal pharmaceutical things that you need taken care of there. If you have other pharmaceutical needs, then we need to, just as I am at the end of the Bible conference tonight, right? We, all right, I'm just having fun. Two songs ago, His Mercy is More. Matt Papa wrote that song. He's gonna be our artist in residence. He's gonna be helping work with some of our worship majors that wanna write music on how to do that. He's gonna be here to lead in a worship chapel. He's gonna be here to do a special event at Homecoming. So speaking of which, Homecoming is for all of us. It's for alumni who come back. It's also for all of us. And this year, we really wanna get all of the students involved. We wanna get you to turn out. We wanna get you to help do things with the parade and other things. So pay attention to that. We need your help. We wanna make it just an epic year. This will be the year of all years for all homecoming. So make sure that homecoming Saturday, what is it like, October 2nd, 3rd, 1st and 2nd. Thank you, Ra. Bail me out. I appreciate that. 1st and 2nd. Uh, we're going to make sure that you're involved in it. So who will help build a float? That's embarrassing. Who loves Jesus? 
Thank you for volunteering to help build a float. We appreciate that. That's a little bit better. All right. Uh, we'll, we're going to do something. We're going to have fun with it. So we'll figure out how to, how to entice you to get involved in that, and then we're just going to have a blast that weekend. All right? All right, Title Nine. We do not want, desire, or tolerate verbal, physical, or sexual abuse on this campus. If you are aware of something, you report any incidents of sexual discrimination, harassment, violence, dating abuse, or stalking, where do you report that to? Here's your information. So I'm gonna leave that up on the screen for just a moment. You can pull out your phone, you can take a picture. Or if you don't wanna pull out your phone and take a picture, uh, you can go to cedarville.edu backslash title nine and all of the information will be there so it's easy for you to remember and know. And so we wanna make sure that we have good, genuine, authentic Christian community and that we love one another well as brothers and sisters in Christ. So help me do that, all right? Here we go. Internal debt, gone. If you don't... External debt, gone. All right, so we've done a lot of buildings. I want you to know we're not taking out debt to mortgage the future of the university in order to build those buildings. We're also not raising tuition in order to build those buildings. Our advancement team. Our advancement team raises funds from partners in ministry. They come along and they help us by donating. A lot of them are alumni, so they've experienced Cedarville. They want you to have the best possible Cedarville experience. They give back and then we utilize those resources to help make this a better place to keep improving as we go forward. So when you see those donors on campus, if you happen to meet somebody that you would recognize as a donor or because their name's on a building or something of that nature, then thank them. I, they provide millions and millions of dollars in scholarships that help keep this place affordable and they provide the buildings that you're seeing going up like Chick-fil-A. And so we really wanna thank all of them for that. All right, so 26 plus million dollars over the past eight years that we've been able to pay off. And so debt is not, being debt free is not an idol. There may come a point in time where we need to build another dorm or something like that, that we have to take on debt. If we have to and we need to, we will. But we always wanna have a plan. If you're investing in something that has a return, it's okay to have debt, especially if it's an appreciable asset, but you always wanna plan. Why am I spending that much time on that? Because a lot of you are investing in something that is gonna have a high return. You're investing in an education to get a degree. Getting the degree is important because then over the course of your life, it's gonna have a return on your earning capabilities and you're gonna earn a lot more money over the course of your life. But the word of caution I issue to you is have a plan. Have a plan when you graduate from Cedarville to get debt free as soon as possible. Don't expand to your salary of your new job that you have until you get all of that debt taken care of. So just have a plan. We want you to be wise. We want you to look back upon this time in a great way, and this gave me an opportunity to mention to all of you to keep that in the back of your mind. All right, athletic and academic expansion. They're still going up over here. You might be wondering, what in the world is that? And what's going in there? Well, one thing that's going in there is our new PA program, and our PA program, uh, 
It has been approved by the Higher Learning Commission and the Ohio Department of Higher Education. We have one more hurdle to cross with ARC-PA, which is the other accreditor that we have to receive approval from. And so, Lord willing, that will happen. And so if you're interested in a PA program down the line, keep that in mind that we may have a PA program ready for you about the same time you're graduating. And if you know somebody that's a PA, make sure you connect them to our PA crew because we need more clinical sites, placement sites, things like that. The first floor of this building is gonna be for our athletic department. This is gonna be the new athletic weight room. Here's an aerial view of what it's projected to look like. I know, and some of you are gonna graduate and not gonna get to experience the new weight room, right? I, I'm sorry, Lauren. So it's, anyway, it, it's coming, it's on the way. Hey, it'll be ready in April, so I guess at the end of senior year you might work out in it, but uh, this is gonna be awesome for our athletes and so we're excited about it. It's also gonna have a team room in it, so you'll see that going up. We have another building that we're working on, probably we'll break ground on it next fall. So how many sophomore and freshman business majors do I have in the room? Everybody's gonna study in this building, it doesn't matter. It's gonna be like the, the biblical and theological studies building. So big windows, this side of the lake. It'll have a second story balcony area as well. It'll take advantage of the look of the lake. It's gonna have also, if you can see up here, it's gonna have some outside seating space for some of the faculty members, I'm sure, will take class outside on the right days. And it comes equipped with somebody who's getting ready to run right there, stretching out the legs. And so <laughs> it's all fun. All right, so you guys, you guys are awesome and that you have shown up in such numbers that we have some of you in overflow housing. So we need to build another dorm. So we're gonna build this dorm. Trustees have approved the building of this dorm on the back of one of our H-style dorms. Now I could tell you which one, I don't know that that would matter. So let me just say it's where the sand volleyball court is, at the back, okay? So don't, don't panic. Because the first thought I, I heard of, because that means the sand volleyball court's gonna be affected, right? Yeah. So the, <laughs> so the sand volleyball court will be affected by the building of this new dorm, which has to be ready for next fall. So when they start breaking ground on this, which probably be the first week in September, sometime in that time frame, it's gonna mess up where our sand volleyball court currently is. So we just decided we'd have to build new ones. And so we're gonna build new sand volleyball courts And because I, I can come out on the, the back porch over at the house and I can hear you all yelling at the sand volleyball courts, which, which you love, it's not a problem, it's, it's great. We don't hear you inside the house, but outside the house, I can come out and sit and hear you. And you, you yell out there till like 9.30 or 10 o'clock at night. It's dark. I, I don't know if you are bats or what you see with, <laughs> like how do you play volleyball in the sand when it's dark outside? And so maybe you're yelling because you just got smacked in the face with the volleyball for the, I don't, I don't know. But we decided we would put these over on the intramural field where we had chapel, which has new lights that we put up last year. And so at least you will be able to see faintly what it is that's hitting you in the forehead as you're trying to block it. And so we'll have volleyball courts and Lord willing, uh, we're pricing out adding basketball courts in that same space. <laughs> and
And we'll have the ultimate Frisbee field as well over in that area so that you can continue to do ultimate Frisbee. So this dorm may create a little bit of inconvenience, but ultimately it's gonna all end up better off because we're gonna have additional spaces for you all to have fun. All right. I think that's the update for the year. I think that gets us on the same page. So let's talk about Bible conference and sermon series. So this year, Bible conference, Dr. Jeremy Kimball down here in the front. So tonight, make sure that you're here tomorrow morning through Thursday morning. We're going to hear from Dr. Kimball. I'm excited for what he's going to share with us. I'm excited for what the Lord has laid on his heart. Uh, we need to make sure we come with open ears. We'll talk more about that in a minute. And open hearts uh, to listen to what the word is going to say to us as we go through Bible conference. Now, my sermon series for this year, I'm going to do this series, Ears to Hear, Listening to the Stories of Jesus. And so... In Matthew and in Luke, all throughout, but in Matthew and Luke in particular, Jesus tells parables. He tells stories. And so this year for the sermon series throughout the entire year, we're going to go through about 20 different parables. We're going to look at those parables. We're going to look at what those parables have to say to us and how we can apply those parables to our lives. Now, I do have one prayer request. We have, we have a copy of this for everybody that wants one. Now, this is a journal. So what this will allow you to do, this is the ears to hear, listening to the stories of Jesus. And, and it's not hearing, it's listening, because we want to listen to and apply. We don't just want to hear and forget. And so we are going to listen to those stories of Jesus and apply it all if we have ears to hear what he's saying to us. Inside of this journal, I've got the outline of all the different parables that we're going to go through. It's, it's an opportunity for you to write the text, some study questions about the text, that Lord willing, I'll be able to answer in the sermon. Uh, I wrote down the questions I had when I went through all this. So these are the questions I hope to have answers to. If I can't answer it, then that's okay. We'll just say, eh, I don't know, and we'll move on. Um, sometimes that happens as you're walking through it. And then it also has the opportunity then for you to have sermon notes, which brings me to the fact that you should bring your Bible and a journal or a notebook to take notes to every chapel. You want to make sure, this one's got one to put the main idea. You want to make sure you put the speaker and the date at the top, and then you're going to list the main idea. If the speaker has clear points, you can list those points too. Now, when you're doing a parable, sometimes a parable only has one point. So that one point may be the main idea. Sometimes if you're doing a narrative from the Old Testament, it may have one central idea, not points, because it's a story. But then sometimes you're going to do something out of Galatians, where you may have multiple points because you're walking through a letter, and so you're going to write those points down. And on the other side, it's practical application. So every time we hear somebody preach, whether it's a good sermon or a bad sermon or a boring sermon or a great sermon, we're asking ourselves the question, Lord, what are you trying to teach me through the text as I listen to this sermon? And so here's where you write that down. And then at the end of the year, you're going to be able to go back and flip through. And as you look at that practical application, you're going to see and understand the Lord's working on you in a certain way. There's a theme that typically pops up in my life as I write down what I feel like the Spirit's impressing upon my heart as I'm listening to the Word. These are stuck in Chicago. They have been since early August. And they won't let us come pick them up off the dock. I don't know why. Um, I, yeah, somebody probably doesn't get paid if we don't do it. And so there's a truck that's supposed to deliver these. They're supposed to be here in two days. Uh, we'll see if they get here in two days because they've moved that date a couple of times. Lord willing, they'll be here by next Monday. If they are, we'll have them out front. You can pick one up on your way in next Monday and we'll start right there with the very first one and you'll be able to take this copy and keep it. Um, if you're not gonna use it, 
You say, yeah, that's lame. I'm not writing down anything. I'm just, I'm gonna fold my arms and sit back here. I'm gonna pray the Holy Spirit gets a hold of your heart. Church says, not in. But anyway, um, that's okay. You don't have to. But, but don't take it and then go give it to a used bookstore down there because we have some parents that would probably like a copy and we ordered enough for all the students. But if you don't take one, we'll send it to the parents or alumni or somebody else that might wanna use it. So it's free for you. We did this just for you guys, uh, but I know some of you won't use it. So it's okay if you don't. Write your name in it. My wife tells me to tell you to write your name in it. I, I always do what my wife says do. Not really, but sometimes. <laughs> write, write your name in it. All right, I don't know why I picked my Bible up. I guess I got nervous. Anyway. I got told what to do in the middle of chapel. I mean, that's big time. All right, ears to hear. We have five different categories. There are five different general categories. They don't all fit into this, of parables. You have parables about the kingdom. We're gonna group some of those together because that's what Matthew does as he's teaching us about the kingdom. You have parables about salvation, which encourage us to be saved. You say, are you gonna preach the parables about salvation? Yes, I am. Why? Because some of you aren't saved. Oh, he got quiet. Do you know how I know that? Because I know somebody that went to a Christian university and wasn't saved. I know somebody that preached a sermon and wasn't saved and didn't get saved till he was 20 years old. Do you know who that somebody is? So we're gonna preach through them. Won't hurt any of us to hear about the grace of the gospel again and be reminded of what God's done in our lives it will increase our affections for him. And there's some of you. I'm not writing in that journal. You just might need to know the Lord. And so we're gonna do that. We're gonna have, we're gonna have fun doing it. Way of wisdom is that center line. Some of you will remember that, that path, that way of wisdom from when we went through Proverbs. That's gonna be in wisdom of how we live our lives, growing in discipleship, the Christian life, Christian maturity, the grapes, and then fire. There's some that are just judgment. There are warnings to us about what the Lord will do with judgment, burning things up. Gives us a passion for evangelism, a heart for the nations, a passion for others as well. So we're gonna talk through those and we're gonna listen to those. All right, key word for the years transformed. I'm, not, I'm gonna preach this later. I'm actually, I think I'm gonna preach this one in the spring, in January. Uh, but there's been a parable here that had, it really caught my attention. And so I'm gonna mention it to you as we prepare for the parables today. The key word for this year is transformed. Transformed is what happens to all of us when we hear the gospel, we repent of our sins, we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, we turn from the way we were going, we say, all right, Lord, I'm gonna follow you in this long journey of the Christian life. Our lives are transformed. We are justified. We are sanctified. Now, we transform daily, we continue growing more like Christ daily. Our sanctification continues daily. But there's a point in time where we say, this is the moment where I was justified. This is the moment where I was eternally adopted into the family of God. This is the moment when I was transformed. But then as we live the Christian life, every day we wanna be transformed. So you're gonna see banners up all around campus reminding us that we need to be transformed daily. We see this in Romans 12 too where it says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we renew our minds? We get in the word. The word affects our minds. The spirit speaks to us through the word. So if you say to me, I wanna hear God speak. I wanna say to you, read your Bible. I wanna hear God speak out loud. Great, read your Bible out loud. <laughs> God's not speaking to me. Are you reading your Bible? No, 
Read your Bible. I don't have a Bible. I'll buy you a Bible. I mean, you have a Bible. Everybody has a phone. You have a phone, you have a Bible, right? I don't have time to read my Bible. Do you have to walk to class? They have an app for that. You, you just click the app and you click your Bible and you put in your earbuds. You listen to your Bible while you're walking across campus before you get to class. Nobody has an excuse not to read the Bible. So no Bible, no breakfast. It's forbidden to eat breakfast on this campus without reading your Bible first. <laughs> just kidding. It's not, nobody's, it's nobody walking around asking you if you read your Bible. But you're gonna feel guilty about it. If you, no Bible, no breakfast. So read your Bible, all right? I'm having fun. Some of you are looking at me like you're scared to death. This, we just... <laughs> Welcome freshmen, we just have a good time around here. All right, Matt Papa's song, His Mercy Is More. What a great song for us. You say, oh, I'm messed up. Yeah, welcome to the club. Aren't we all? But His Mercy Is More. Yay. You don't know how messed up I am. I don't know how messed up I am. I'm pretty sure there's other people in here just as messed up as you are. His mercy is more. Yeah, you don't understand. No, 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 time out. You don't understand. If you think you are so messed up that God can't heal you, heal you then you think way too much of yourself and way too little of God. Your mess is no comparison for the power and the depths of the grace of God Almighty. Yeah, you don't know how bad of a summer I had. Transformation. Right now, right here, this week, Bible conference tonight, you come do business with God, Commit it all. I'm sold out. Let's start the 1,000 days. Let's start this year. Let's do it right. Let's all of us say in our lives, whatever it is that I need to put behind me so that I can run the race, whatever it is that I need to cut and get rid of so that I can run the race, whatever it is I need to repent of so that I can run the race before me, I'm gonna lay it aside and I'm gonna run alongside good brothers and sisters and authentic Christian community. And when we stumble, we are gonna keep stumbling forward. We are gonna get up. We're gonna lift each other up. We're gonna keep moving forward to the goal, to the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. That's our goal. That's what we're gonna do. This is how we're gonna run this year for God's glory. So the verse that has hit me, so I'm choosing this as the, as the verse. It's Luke 18, 13. So Luke 18, you have some parables. We'll go through those. We're gonna go through this one too in the spring, the parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector. He told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and treated others with contempt. Two men went up in the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee, standing by himself, in my mind, he's got his hands raised. He prayed thus, God, I thank you that I am not like those other men. Pick whoever it is you'd like to make fun of in society. I'm not like those people who think differently about me than COVID or vaccines or masks. I'm not like those people who have a different worldview in whatever way. 
I'm not like those extortioners, those unjust, those adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I'm not like that person who doesn't dress like me, look like me, come from the same background I do. I fast twice a week. I go to chapel. I raise my hands when we sing. I give tithes of all that I get. But that tax collector, it's the tax collector, says he's standing far off. He's not up front. He doesn't have his hands raised. He would not even lift up his eyes to heaven. He beat his breast. In my mind, he's on his knees. He's not even willing to look up to God. He understands exactly how broken he is. And the text tells us that he says, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. There's our phrase. Who am I? I'm a sinner. Every day. Despite my best efforts, despite what I want to do, despite who I want to be, I mess up. Can't you get it right? Yeah, I wish. I'm a sinner. God, who is he? The almighty creator who sent his only son so that we could be reconciled to him through his son's death on the cross in my place and for my sake. And what is my only plea? Be merciful to me. So seriously, if you're here and you're broken, if you're here and you have sin issues, if you're here and you struggle, if you're here and you messed up, welcome to the club. But here's the good news. What does the text say right after that? It's the tax collector who went home justified. So if you're in the room right now and you are prideful and you are arrogant and you think you've got it all together and you think you're perfect and you think you don't need anything else, that you've got all these works and you're just so much better than everybody else, warning to you, you probably don't have ears to hear what the text is saying. But if you're in this room and you know I got problems. I'm not who I'm supposed to be. I don't do the things I wish I would do. I continually mess up. It seems like I just can't get my act together. It seems like they should stamp on me defective equipment returned to sender. And the gospel says that's exactly right. So create in me a new heart, oh God. Forgive me and clothe me with Christ's righteousness so you no longer look at me and my defective equipment, but you look at God and the mercy and grace of the cross of Jesus Christ. So I tell you today, all of you in this room, you belong here at Cedarville. You don't believe the lies of the devil. You are loved, you are cherished, you are redeemed if you have put your faith and trust in him. You are sons and daughters of the king. You are worthwhile, you have a bright future, and this life is not all there is, but there is a hope hope one day that we will be in glory forever worshiping King Jesus. Amen. So come tonight, ready to stumble forward together, ready to take that long walk in pursuing Jesus for the rest of our lives, for his glory, for his honor, and for his fame. Be ready to lock arms in Christian community. 
as we at Cedarville University stand for the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. All right, I'm ending like right at on time, which is unusual for First Chapel anyway, because you don't have class afterwards, so I sometimes just go long and don't worry about it. Um, so I'm ending on time for this reason. You want to see your friends. You want, if you're not worried about six feet, you want to give them a hug. You want to be able to see faces and smiles and celebrate. You want to be able to talk about what you're going to do. So we're going to give you some time to do that. I want to pray before we're dismissed. As you do that, connect with those friends. And then there's a session in here for all of freshmen. So freshmen, if you were sitting up in the balcony with your senior friends, then make your way down to the front. Come on down here to the front. Everybody else, after you've, you've talked for a few minutes, just kind of linger back out into alumni hall at the back. Uh, hang out with your friends and talk there so they can get started with that freshman session. Uh, today, as I pray, I wanna pray for us. I wanna pray for the school year. I do also wanna lift up Haiti. As If you've been watching world news, uh, earthquake there has wreaked devastation and also for Afghanistan and what's taking place there, especially the missionaries who are in that country, many who are trying to get out. And so let's make sure that we remember those two areas of the world in prayer as well. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear God, we all plead before you, be merciful to us sinners. God, this year we want your grace and your mercy to flow freely across this campus. Lord, we want you to be lifted high. We want you to reveal yourself to us. We want you to change our affections so that we love you more than we love our own sin. We want you, Lord, to help us to focus on you in humility, coming before you, humbling ourselves, not being prideful or arrogant, Lord, but seeking together to follow you well. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters. We pray for the countries of Haiti. We pray for Afghanistan. Lord, you know the situations there better than we do, but Lord, we wanna lift them up. We pray for safety for those missionaries who are now even working to get out. Lord, we pray that you would just work and move in ways that I don't even know to mention right now. God, I pray for the students who may be in the room, who may be hurting, who may feel alone, who may feel isolated, who may be struggling with something. Lord, I pray that you would grant them encouragement and good friends and community. And Lord, I pray that you would give us a genuine excitement because we should have fun worshiping you and glorifying you in this place. So Lord, create in us an energy and a passion and an excitement. Lord, bring revival on our campus so that lives will be changed, so that our world would be changed. Lord, may you be lifted high for you are the one true God worthy of our worship. And it's in Jesus' name I pray by the power of the Spirit, amen. And you are dismissed.